how can the sovereigns of Europe be so short-sighted and so blinded by the passions as to allow the character sovereignty of the anointed of the Lord to be profaned in me, said Napoleon. How is it that they do not see that they are preparing at St. Helena with their own hands the fate which awaits them sooner or later if they urge too far the patience of nations? I entered their capitals as a conqueror. What would have become of them if I had brought thither the sentiments which they now express? They all called me their brother, and I was so by the choice of the French people, the sanction of a hundred victories, the consecration of the vicar of Jesus Christ, and the alliances of their policy and of their own blood. After some moments of profound silence, he continued, You're right, Bertrand. Let these gentlemen make their complaints. Mine are below my dignity, my character. I command or I'm silent. And the Empress spoke no more of the note, but a week after, Monsieur de las Casas secretly delivered it to one of the officers of the brig Red Pole, which the Admiral was about to send to England. Note, by the return of the next ship, the Emperor is desirous of receiving news of his wife and his son, of knowing whether the latter is still alive and protests anew against the extraordinary measures which have been adopted against him by the British government. First, the British government has declared him a prisoner of war. Emperor is not a prisoner of war. His letter written to the Prince Regent and communicated to Captain Maitland before going on board the Belrefin sufficiently proves to the whole world the nature of his feelings and his confidence in the treatment which he would receive under the protection of the English flag. The emperor need not have departed from France without making stipulations concerning his personal safety and treatment. But he disdained to mix up matters of personal interest with those great national interests with which his mind was constantly occupied. He could have placed himself at the disposal of his father-in-law, Emperor Francis, but from the confidence which he has always felt in the English nation, he wished for no other protection than that of Great Britain. And having renounced all public affairs, he wished to settle in no other country than when governed by fixed laws, independent of individual will. Second, had the emperor been a prisoner of war, the rights of civilized nations with regard to prisoners of war are limited by the general rights of man. And besides, do not extend beyond the duration of war itself. Thirdly, the English government, considering the emperor as a prisoner of war, its rights were then limited by the law of nations. And as there was no cartel between the two countries in the existing war, it could adopt respecting him the principle of uncivilized people who put the prisoners to death. This policy would have been more humane and more conformable to justice than that of transporting him to a dreadful and barren rock 
he could have been put to death aboard the Bellerfin in Plymouth Roads, which would have been, by comparison, an act of benevolence. <laughs>